Good morning. Hello. Hi. How goes it? Well, I have a pesty cat bothering me right now, but otherwise it's, it's golden. This is the difference between doing the podcast from home and doing the podcast from church. I don't have a cat in my study at church who is deciding that right now, of all times, she wants to have attention. Having a cat in your study at church would make you like an evil villain type. <laughs> <laughs> Like what was the what was I the could guy? Picture from, a lot of memes coming out of that. What was the guy from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? The the villain, um, Shredder. Shredder. Did he have a cat? He had. Oh yeah. I remember the cat. Yeah, he had a cat, and all all evil villains have cats. What well, there you go. Me? What does that tell you? But Superman had a dog. So. What does that tell you? Yeah. You have dogs too, so we'll give you that. And I'm drinking from my Superman mug right now as I. I thought my caffeinated beverage. I thought you were going to say your dog was drinking from your Superman mug. But... No, our dogs are barking in the kitchen because the cat is annoying them. I know how that goes, too. Anyway, so how are you going to tie that into what we're talking about? <laughs> I'll save that for Sunday because they might be part of the illustration. But, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but the reality of uh, what we're seeing in uh, Acts chapter 16, I'm sorry, 17, is uh, is Paul reasoning with uh various groups of people and uh, there are some obstacles that they face regarding their faith but but the obstacle is not the reasonableness of the scriptures the the obstacle is their desire uh for change or for truth uh, as opposed to their desire for comfort and what they're used to so um, that's the the struggle we run into in our own lives a lot of times is we um, we think we want change we want something better we want more than what we're experiencing but our our desire for our present comfort supersedes or, or is greater than our desire for change so that right. keeps right. Us where we are it keeps us from uh, repenting of various things. And, and so as we look at what's going on here with Paul, he's continuing on this missionary journey. He's actually going on without, um, without um, Silas and Timothy at, at various points. So he goes on ahead of them from Berea to, uh, to Athens. And when they get to, um, or from, from uh, yeah, from Berea, because the, the Thessalonians come down, uh, pursuing him because they don't like the gospel message that he's sharing. So they find out that he's in Berea preaching the gospel. People are, are responding well, but the Thessalonian Jews come down and say, no, 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 we're going to put a stop to this uh, because the idea of tolerance uh, is never really the idea of tolerance. And so they pursue him. They run him out of town. Um, the brothers send uh, Paul off, uh, but Silas and Timothy stay behind. Later on, they'll join them again. It's not clear. I, I don't. I don't think we really talked about the fact previously that that Luke joins this um, this cadre of missionaries here in Acts chapter sixteen. He transitions from talking about what they did to what we did, uh, and perhaps he picks them up at Troas uh, somewhere along that that journey. Luke seems to join them. And then when Paul and Silas get thrown in jail in chapter 16, uh, the, uh, the 
rest of them don't appear to be. So perhaps because uh, of their Roman citizenship, uh, perhaps not because they seem to be unaware of that. Uh, maybe it's because they're the, the speakers, the prominent ones there. Um, but now we're again in a situation where Paul is sent off ahead of them into Athens. And the, the dynamic stays the same, even though the setting is different. So in Thessalonica, uh, bigger Jewish population, unlike Philippi, where they didn't have a synagogue, they didn't have enough uh, Jewish male heads of household for a synagogue, uh, and they met outside at a, at a river. In chapter 17, we see them in Thessalonica. There is a synagogue. Paul does what he normally does when there's a synagogue. He goes to the place where God's people gather. He reasons with them from the scriptures. That's an important phrase. Uh, we see it in, in uh, verse 3 of chapter 17, uh, that he reasons with them from the scriptures. He's not creating some new religion, and sometimes we act like that's what's going on. He's saying, look, here's, here are the scriptures that we believe are God's word. We believe this together. We're, we're of the same cloth here, and, and we believe in what the scriptures say. Here's what the scriptures teach about Messiah. This is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So some, uh, some believe, some do not. It's interesting that he has a large number of God-fearing Greeks in there uh, as well. So there are some uh, of the Jews who are persuaded. There are a large number of God-fearing Gentiles or Greeks who are persuaded. And he specifies, as Luke often does, not a few prominent women. So uh, the women that he's referring to have some influence, some wealth, uh, but, but he points out the presence of women in this as well. Uh, kind of a, a, one more picture of the equalizing um, impact of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they, he proceeds, goes from Thessalonica uh, when, when the preponderance of the Jews, who uh, he describes here as jealous, uh, they, they round up some bad characters and, and run them out of town. And he goes to, or they escape, go to, um, to Berea. Uh, and when they get to the Bereans, similar thing happens, but it points out, and I think this is really significant, points out that the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians, not just because they received the message with great eagerness. That's the first thing he says, for they received the message with great eagerness, but because of how they received it. He says they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. They were searching for the truth of the scriptures and having seen the reasonableness of it the consistency uh of, of the teaching here of the gospel they turned to christ they received so many of the jews believed in Thessalonica, thessalonica uh there there were some of the jews here in berea many of the jews believed as did also a number of prominent greek women and some and many greek men so there's a good response however the ones in thessalonica who were jealous and didn't want paul preaching the gospel found out that he's preaching in this other town and they chase him down. They, they go there too. And they agitate the crowds and, and uh, they stir them up against the, against the brothers. So they ship Paul off and Paul and Silas will, I mean, uh, Silas and Timothy will, will follow later. And he goes to Athens. Well, Athens obviously is a prominent Greek city and uh, less 
less influenced by the Jews than influencing the Jews. So at this time, uh, the, the Jewish people were greatly Hellenized, as was the rest of the world, uh, greatly influenced by Greek intellectualism and, and culture. Uh, the Romans were also influenced by that. So as he gets to Athens, this university town, they are here debating as intellectuals tend to do. You can picture them sitting around the local Athenian Starbucks and, and talking about the latest thinking, you know, what they heard on their podcast and so on. And so as they're working through these things, uh, Paul comes and he presents the gospel. And he, he speaks to them and, and some of the Epicurean Stoic philosophers start to, to say, what's going on here? Uh, they, they actually engage with him. And he stands up in this, in this meeting of the Areopagus where they are having these intellectual debates. And he says, men of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. Now, they saw that differently than what many do today. Religious people were the intellectuals. There, there, there were no atheists. That just was not a, a normal thing. So they believed in a supernatural, in metaphysics, but they didn't uh, necessarily believe in, in Yahweh, the God of, um, the God of creation, the, the God of, uh, the, of the Jews. So uh, he kind of meets them where they are, talks about their culture and religion, and then relates the truth of the scriptures to them on, on that level. From, from where they can understand it. He comes to them and he reasons with them and shows, again, the reasonableness of the faith. And yet still they're divided. Some uh, say, hey, we want to hear more about this. Some are like, this guy's nuts. What's going on here? And so uh, the thing that seems to divide them at the end, when we get to verse 32, is the resurrection of the dead. And so some want to hear more. Some are like, no way, get out of here. But with with all of it, it's not the reasonableness of the faith that is in question. Um, it, it's it's that division between they already believe in in supernatural things. They believe in metaphysical things. That's not the issue. Mm -hmm. But when they you know, when they talk about resurrection, that's a bridge too far. Not not buying that. And with the Jews, they're comfortable in their religion as is. They're they're not going to go for this, even though it's coming from their own scriptures. It's reasonable. It fits. It makes sense. But it upsets their apple cart. We as a people uh, are not naturally prone to repentance. And uh, Paul writes in Romans right. 8, the, the mind controlled by the sinful nature is hostile to God. We, we don't repent. We can't repent. We don't have it in us to repent. So there is something beyond reasonableness that blocks us from the faith. And that's what we'll look at Sunday. Well, I have questions, but we're over time. <laughs> so, uh, well, we'll, yeah, we'll get to talk about we'll talk more, more about this on. That's right. And I'm sure I'll have more after Sunday. So, uh, that, that usually makes for a better podcast when there are things to talk about. So, um, we, we will stop there for today. Uh, as always, feel free to tune in to our, if you're not in the area, feel free to tune into our live stream on Sunday morning uh, at the Real Life uh, Facebook page at 10.04. You can also watch that on YouTube live. Um, and then we will come back next week and talk more about this. So thanks for catching up with me today, Rich. 
Well, I'm happy to be able to sit here and talk with you about the word. I hope your cat leaves you alone. She's bored with me now. She's up there staring and, uh, at me condescendingly. As cats yes. do. All right. <laughs> we will stop there. Thank you guys for listening. Take care.